Welcome to Ladies Who Launch, not your average business podcast. Dropping every other Wednesday, Alyssa and Dakota are two successful and opinionated marketing entrepreneurs engaging in insightful conversations with industry thought leaders, as well as casual conversations surrounding our lives as entrepreneurs. Welcome to another episode of Ladies Who Launch. Alyssa and I are coming to you from Calgary, Alberta. Kind of wish we were coming to you from somewhere else, but we we like home too. Yeah, this time of year. Now, once it starts to get dark at five o'clock, I mean, honestly, it's, we need sunshine. Totally. What is with the the timing changes? I've never, like, I understand, isn't it like a farming practice? I have no idea. Or an agricultural practice? No idea. Anyway. But it's just, it's the worst. <laughs> anyway, we hope you guys are all doing good today. We have a really exciting conversation between the two of uh, Alyssa and I. We're going to unpack some some interesting hustle culture. Uh, or do you just really love your job? Pieces of information. But before we kick that off, um, Alyssa had a little rant. I do have a bit of a lady rant today, and it's quite timely. But what the actual hell is happening in the social media landscape? I mean, we all know that, I mean, as we're we're taping this on, what, Friday, November 18th? As of today, Twitter could be gone. I mean, it's the speculation is that it could be hours or days before it actually craters because no one works there anymore. But then Meta laid off a bazillion people and Snapchat and Upwork, all of these massive software companies, Silicon Valley. And it's like, are we sort of, are we witnessing the downfall of social media as we know it? Or... Like what actually, it, what is the end game for all of this? I mean, Twitter's a separate thing because because clearly Elon Musk is batshit crazy and just an absolute moron. But like, what is the ultimate, like what is Mark Zuckerberg's plan with meta? Because like they've lost, they fired all these people because his metaverse thing was like a complete like dud. Um, and it just doesn't seem to me that there's any, there doesn't seem to be any plan for anything. I mean, Instagram seems to be a complete cluster. And I don't, I just, it, it all seems like we're like end games of social media as we know it. And maybe we need that to happen in order for sort of social media 2.0 to take over. But I said to somebody the other day, I'm like, I almost think I've outgrown it a little bit. Yeah. Same. It just seems like such a unstable and sort of messy place right it now. Is. It is very much so. And for those of us who work directly in the industry, we're really feeling it too, because I swear there are constant glitches. Like I've had probably 10 or 11 glitches happen over the last two weeks alone. No blackouts, but glitches for sure. And as far as the meta page, go, the meta business manager goes, it is the worst, oh, most poorly set God. up thing I have ever seen. And this this whole new feature that came out about 12 months ago, but took forever to like even get across to all my clients' pages where you now have the ability to manage your page as an individual page, but you have to literally go through five different freaking screens to do anything. And you have to do everything in the in the manager now. So you can't post from your page. It's just a whole cluster. And like, I, I think that the... 
I think like their their minds are in the right place with what they're trying to do because the complaint for Facebook in particular has always been, I hate that my business page has to be connected to my personal. And from a centralization, branding, and privacy and security standpoint, I agree that it should have its own mm-hmm. place and be centralized. Um, so when the business manager came out, that was great. But why they needed to then make another kind of business manager under the label of, of like the meta, because um, it's totally different than the former business manager. Yeah, I saw beyond some, me. I saw a social media manager complaining yesterday <clears throat> about the new like formatting and that everything has to be in business manager, which yes, in one hand totally makes sense. But she was like, okay, if you're gonna do that and have all the pages, because she was if you're a social media manager and you're managing managing hundreds of accounts, the least they could do is put them in alphabetical order. Yeah, in business manager because she goes every time you go in there you have to search for them all because they like all yeah. the pages you manage don't come up in any sort of sequential order. So yeah. if you have two hundred accounts, she's like, at least like there's just yeah. I think well, here's the other thing that I think, and this might be an unpopular opinion, but I almost wonder if at some point if Facebook is going to flip the switch on us and do constant updates. And from an API standpoint, this has to happen anyway. I almost wonder if you need to buy like a a reasonable subscription to Facebook as a business to have an account. And maybe there's different levels. Maybe there's a free one. Maybe there's a professional. Like And and like, again, unpopular opinion. But then then maybe they could hire people to actually sit on the phone with you if something goes wrong. And especially if you're doing heavy advertising... Getting a hold of Facebook is a freaking nightmare. Yeah. I don't think... I've never spoken to anyone at Facebook. And don't even get started on the fact that if your account gets hacked or if you lose access to your Instagram account, there is no one to help you. No one. And how many times has this... Oh my gosh. One of my favorite creators, Sam Ramsdell, she's a hilarious comedian out of Connecticut. Her TikTok account got shut down the other day for no... Well, she had posted something that... Well, like it was not bad at all, but TikTok thought it TikTok's, was bad. Uh, reporting bots are terrible, so and they will take like the bots will take down yeah. good pages all the time because yeah. TikTok's um, ridiculous. Yeah, it, but Instagram too. Like I think I've chatted over the last year with like ten people who's, and that's like my f- biggest fear, right? But then you just have to, yeah, you have to, and you never know what the guidelines are really, like because they change them constantly. Yeah, I and don't know. Spammers, man. oh, and spammers on your page. The review, the people who do the re- fake reviews, yeah, and you can't get rid of them on Google. Yes, you can't no, delete it's just them. All bullshit. I know. Well, and I mean, you can, I can go off about Google too, and the ridiculous amount. Like now, Google Workspace is increased. I think it's almost double that I'm paying now that I used to for, okay. and for storage. Like I, I can't get over the storage situation. So. In my between my email and my Google Drive, like I think I'm at like 75% capacity on my yeah. on my storage. And so like I go in and I'll delete like old client files and things like that or whatever. It never changes. I never gain any more space. And so I'm like, is this a Google scam where we all now will have to pay for more storage space? Because you can't get it never changes if you were if you delete things out of your Google Drive. Okay, so I ran into this problem as well, but my problem was that they wouldn't give me the option to pay more. Two years ago, they gave me the option to pay $3 more, so I subscribed to that. Yeah. And now this year, it's like, clear your storage. And then every time I try to add more storage, it just takes me to this bullshit page with no information on it and like a forum or a community page. 
<laughs> yeah, Google. I mean, I I mean, we can do a whole episode. I mean, I think we have talked totally. about this a few times on on the cast, like the the cost of doing business and the subscriptions and yeah. everything's a subscription. And it's interesting, like I uh, spoke at Bow Valley College on Wednesday and the um, academic chair for the program was telling me that they're really struggling because <clears throat> in one of their modules, in one of their classes, they have to build a chat bot. Like oh, for web- oh, I'm like, that is the coolest interesting. thing, right? I went to Bow Valley too, so they're they're pretty they're pretty innovative. I there. would like to uh, learn how to build a chatbot, but they've run into problems because the free version of the software that they're using to build these chatbots bots no longer allows access to certain components of building the <sighs> chatbot. And she's like, "We obviously can't pay." She goes, "We may be able to pay like in a new budget session," but she's like, "The institution can't just." pay software fees like it has to be approved and so she's like all these students are coming to us saying like I can't do this because yeah they've taken away the the accessibility on some of the features on the free version of this software how do these companies run and stay in business I just don't get it well because we all end up paying don't we well yeah oh yeah okay that's probably well there it is right there it is like even you're just talking about the Facebook thing and we're like and I'm sitting here thinking that's actually a good idea because I'd pay for a better version of Instagram or whatever if it was if I could have made a it more secure and a, yeah. a, a, a an account manager that you can talk to. So yeah, we're yeah, it, but I don't know, man, what is happening in the social media landscape. I I just don't. I think my biggest thing is between Elon Musk and J- Mark Zuckerberg and like who, the guy that runs Snapchat, Spiegel, whatever his name is, and then of course the yeah, Chinese own. Facebook or TikTok, so whatever that's about. I just don't have faith in any of these people that they know actually what they're doing. I mean, yeah. I I, I put my trust into other organizations, honestly. And a big, a big thing for us is third-party posting software and reporting software. And I have gone through the gamut of those softwares because they allow you to put everything in one place so that you don't have to manage and deal with every channel individually. And so for a while there, I was with Sprout Social and I really loved Sprout. They literally do have a dedicated account manager that will talk to you at any time. Their customer service is totally incredible. But their reporting really sucked two years ago. So I pulled all my accounts and I went over to Buffer. And then Buffer removed its ability to tag people on LinkedIn and Facebook. No. Oh yeah. Buffer, Later, and Hootsuite don't allow third-party tagging anymore. Because Facebook apparently doesn't trust them. There's a privacy issue. I'm sure Facebook probably owns a st- stocks in Sprout Social oh, or probably. something. And that's why they're... So anyway, now I'm going back to Sprout. But one thing I do have to say, shout out to Sprout, because I talked to them about how I'm a Canadian client. And I would love to bring you know business year over year to them. And they're US-based. And so the exchange rate is a thing. And their fees aren't cheap. The package I wanted to go after was probably around five or 600 a month Canadian. Um... But in any event, I talked to this brilliant account manager and he gave me, he secured 20% off of their annual fee for me if I just pay up front. Nice. So that is perfect. Bailey has <laughs> joined the podcast. She, you guys can't see it, but she's behind Alyssa. She just like her steps up, <laughs> hops up into the chair. I don't know. Like maybe she can sense that I'm not feeling well today and it's just Aww, trying to like come and be trying a, to make you. I got it. Anyway, guys, that's our rant for today. 
Uh, thanks for thanks for putting up with it. But you probably have thoughts on this too. So if you do, as always, hit us up at uh, Ladies Who Launch Pod on Instagram, or send us an email because we'd love to hear your thoughts on social media. And if you want to go on Instagram stories and have a total rant, we'd love to repost that too. So just just yeah, tag us. Tag, feel free. Send us your rants, please. Yes. So we don't feel so alone with our ranting. Um. But yeah, to get into our topic today, uh, something interesting that Dakota mentioned when we sat down this morning, this is this is the amount of uh, planning and research that goes into these episodes is that literally Dakota sat down and was like, you know what somebody said to me the other day? And this is how these episodes come into, into play. Um, but there is a difference. Dakota and I obviously have very, very um, vocal issues with hustle culture, and we are not proponents of the hustle culture that is... Um, part of oh she's looking my face now okay bailey that's good um we are not proponents of hustle culture in its form but there is components of the hustle and the working that i think are positive and dakota can relay the the story that this person says to her and what 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 led us into this episode today but um Hustle culture doesn't always have to be a negative. No, it doesn't. Um, I think hustle culture in and of itself is a negative because mm-hmm. before the pandemic in particular, um, hustle culture, especially in North America, and when we when I refer to hustle culture, I'm talking about the idea that going above and beyond is ex- and and then some is expected. And so it's like if you're not killing yourself, then you're you're worthless. Essentially. Exactly. And if you're not comparing yourself to others in their his, uh, in their hustle culture status, you're also a loser. Exactly. And like yeah. literally that's what it was before the pandemic. And then everybody was at home. A lot of people didn't have jobs. A lot of people were at home just, you know, figuring out their next uh, project or they had lost their jobs. And I think it gave everybody pause and the realization that like life is pretty short and we're in a very scary situation. And whatever it was, I think a lot of people realize like, I'm not putting up with this bullshit anymore. Now, that being said, I think a lot of people have come back from the pandemic and either, you know, busted it to get their dream job or they've started a company or they've, they're now like living their best life, hopefully doing something that they really enjoy. And they're still working crazy hours to make that happen. But it's a different kind of hustle. It's a passionate hustle. And so I just want to share a really cool, inspiring story uh, that happened to me this week quickly. And this is kind of what evoked this uh, today's episode, as as Alyssa mentioned. So I was with a new client um, who I've known now for about two years. Uh, This person just started working for a new organization. And this person and I are kindred spirits because when we're really passionate about something, we'll we'll work like a 12-hour day to get stuff done because we just we don't want to leave. Like we don't, we don't want to do anything else because we're really enjoying it. Now, that being said, when I'm doing things that are soul sucking, that's when I start to get pissed off because I'm like, well, I'd rather be spending time with my friends and family and I'd rather be doing something else. And that's, that's not good. But it was really funny. We were, we were all sitting around the table at a discovery session this week for her new company because my company has come on to support them with their marketing. And a lot of the people around the table who also work very, very hard, um, but they have different 
roles within the company, they were they were kind of uh, bugging us and ribbing myself and my and my client uh, for working too much because we were talking about how like oh one of us got up at four o'clock in the morning and just decided to sit down and, and hustle through some work and then now we're here at this at this meeting and we're going to go home and answer a few emails. And I, I think to some of the people around the table, they were like, oh, this is unhealthy. Like you guys need to spend time with your families. And, um, and they have a point for sure. But what was so funny was what came out of my client's mouth. She was like, you know, I hear you guys and I love you for caring, but I love my job and it feeds my soul. So my family comes first and I always make sure that that's number one. But when I choose to, you know, maybe work till 2 a.m., it's because I love it. And I've never heard, or I haven't in a while, heard somebody talk about their job like that. And I was like, oh, you know, lately that's how I've felt about my company. Um, when I have to deal with stupid shit that isn't necessary, that's not fun. But when I'm working on a really great project or wrapping up a discovery session and, and outlining a strategy or preparing for a really exciting speaking opportunity, um, I don't mind putting in extra time to do it because I really do enjoy doing it. And so I'd rather do that than sit around and watch TV, you know? So it got me thinking about the fact, the question is it hustle culture or do you really just love your job? So yeah, I like, I just think it's a really interesting conversation. It is. Cause I mean, when you said that, it got me thinking too, because there, there are parts to what I do too, when I'm staring at my computer screen, I'm just like, yeah, this sucks. Like, why am I, why is it taking me <clears throat> hours or days or I'm, weeks to put together a <laughs> comms plan when this is normally something I could put together in an hour. But I think it comes down to the fact that I don't like that. I don't like that aspect of what I do. Yeah. And I think we all have aspects of whether you're an entrepreneur or you're working in um, a corporate job that you don't like. Yeah. But it's amazing when you're working on something or with a client that aligns with your values and aligns with what you love and you will work to the ends of the earth because it's it's a passion for you too. And I think it it's a lesson that I need to revisit all, all throughout like a year when throughout the working year is to ensure that I'm working with clients and with people that I'm passionate about. Because I think that's where the 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 hustle culture sets in is that we get caught up in this like we need more clients, we need more work, we need this. And you start taking on things yeah. and projects and, and clients that you wouldn't normally because you you want to bring in money and you want to bring in money, which I mean, there is we all we all need that. But yeah. you find very quickly that you're struggling with those clients and you you're quick to get angry or or those sorts of things yeah. with the work because it's just not interesting to you. And I find myself with that too. Like for example, this week, I think I said earlier, I had the opportunity to speak at Bow Valley and there is nothing I love more than doing speaking engagements and especially teaching kids. Although I shouldn't call them kids, they're in college, the students. Um, <laughs> and so I, like that fills me up. Like I get so excited and it, it, it makes my whole week. Like I will talk about it for days now. And so I know that I need to manifest and cultivate more of those opportunities because those 
those bring me such joy. And I'm so passionate about mentoring and teaching younger mm. comms people in the next generation. So when I'm sitting and struggling, like this one client, I mean, it, it's it's taken me forever to put their comms plan together. And mainly it's because it's just not interesting. And it's something to do with them or me or their work or anything. It's just, oh, we're putting together another comms plan as opposed mm. to getting out of my element and doing things that, um, that really feed your yeah, soul. That, feed, that, that excite me. And so it's ensuring, cause there's always going to be those like you, I mean, we always, there's always building comms plans and there's always doing those sorts of things because that's yeah. just part of what we do. But it's making sure that those things are outnumbered with the, with the passion pieces because then it's like, yeah, so that I, I spoke on Wednesday and I was up like, I think I finished my presentation about a nine ish the night before. And, um, which was totally, I was totally happy with that because I was working on something that I was happy to be doing and I was excited to be doing. So like yeah. for me to be working on that presentation to nine o'clock the night before was not a hardship. No, you loved it. And it, and it was relaxing for you. It's yes. not like it was sucking your energy. Um, Another really interesting thing that I want to talk to you guys about is just like looking back to when we were high school students or when we were kids, like the, the, the school system and what we're forced to learn, right? Like that's a whole other episode. Yeah. Curriculum in schools and and how useless some of it is and, and what is it really prepping us for and who are they, who are they trying to turn us into? They. Um, but I just remember, like, I was not a studious individual in high school. It, I really struggled all through school, elementary, junior high, high school. Um, and I, I didn't find out until later that I definitely for sure have ADHD. So that was probably part of it. But that being said, whenever I found something that I was really passionate about or really liked, I would get insane grades. And my parents would be like, well, how the hell are you failing math? but you're excelling in English or like theater. Like, what is that? Luckily for me, my parents aren't jerks. So they were like, okay, well, clearly we need to cater to the things you're passionate about. So at one point in my life, when I was really struggling with school, my dad sat me down, my dad and my stepmom, and they were like, so like, you like English and you love, like you love acting and you love singing and you love performing and you like to dance. So what could we put you in for like a summer program to keep you sharp and to help you get through like your last couple of years of high school? Um, like how could we like serve that for you? And so I found this theater program through the U of C when I was 17 years old. Um, and I auditioned and I never thought in a million years that I'd get the lead and I got the lead. But the the trick was we had to learn this entire Shakespearean play Um in 12 days. Ew. It was the 12th night in 12 days. But I literally remembered, I was Viola. It was the lead. I remembered eight monologues, four soliloquies, and then all my lines in 12 days and nailed it. And we had to perform at Vertigo Theater three nights in a row and like the news covered it. And my parents were like, she's exceptionally smart. She just like, she's not going to do well in things that don't feed her. And I think we need to think back to those times when we were younger, because I feel like we've all had them and we need to apply that to our adult lives and 
really look at, yes, sometimes we have to do shit we don't like, but if we really want to live a full and meaningful life and not wake up grumpy every day, how do we, how do we do that? And Alyssa and I are here to tell you that you don't have to stay in that job that you fucking hate. (laughs) You don't. No. It's scary to leave and try something new. But yeah, like really looking into what feeds you and what what do you not mind working night well, and day on? And even as a consultant or, or an entrepreneur, um, if you are struggling with your clients or um, any of that, it's like take a look at the type of clients that you are bringing, bringing on. on and whether you align with them. And again, just having clients or having work Leave it like you could be a photographer and whatever, but just having work sometimes isn't the best option. It's better to curate the appropriate and most um, beneficial work for you as opposed to just bringing in anything and everything. Exactly. No, exactly. But yeah, guys, we we would love to hear from you on the side the 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 side projects you're working on the cool stuff you're working on. Um, so again, sh- tag us, shoot us a note. We'd love to feature you on our Instagram stories if you've started something really cool. Or if maybe you love working nine to five and you love going home and playing video games at night, maybe that feeds your soul. I get it. Sometimes I just, sometimes I'll spend like a full month just like slothing every night after work. Oh yeah. There's... And that's that's cool too. I'm queen of the afternoon nap. So I'm, <laughs> I'm all about the uh, having your own self-care moments. Absolutely. Anyway, we will see you next time on Ladies Who Launch. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Ladies Who Launch. Join Dakota and Alyssa every second Wednesday for more conversations and interesting guests. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. If you send us a question, we may answer it on a future episode. 